Welcome to FPL Radio for Friday the 7th of October. We are looking ahead to game week 10, double figures already, and it is only just October. My name is Matt and I'm joined as always by Mr. Ryan Hodges. Hello, Ryan. Hello, Matt. Yeah, it's good to be back. Game week 10, you're flying by it. And I think, well, loads to talk about. We've got game week 16 where we've got the pause to the World Cup, looking to plan for really the next six game weeks. Yeah, we are absolutely flying through the game weeks at the moment. They are coming thick and fast. Um, but well, let's take a look back uh, at game week nine. Quite a high-scoring game week for most people that had um, the Norwegian robot as as their captain. But yeah, Ryan, how did you get? I think you might have cracked triple figures. Did it? I mean, the hundred club, uh, hundred and two points. Uh, yes, probably half of those were from a certain Harland captaincy. Uh, yeah, I mean. Absolutely incredible performance, 46 points with the captaincy, so 23 doubled. Uh, it was just masterclass from him. What is it? Three hat-tricks now at home. and Three home hat-tricks in a row. Yeah, yep. a sensational. I just, I just don't know how everyone hasn't got him. Uh, I mean, it probably uh, some of those sleeping teams that started the season without him are the only people that haven't got him. 83.2% of the game own him. I'd like to think they are all now engaged managers because you just cannot go without him. I think some people were punished this game week uh, where they thought Salah might have been a better captaincy. Um, they might have even owned Haaland, so got some of those points, but the Salah captaincy, yeah, hugely punished um, where Salah only got an, an assist. Um, so just talk you through my team. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Since got him in, he's had no clean sheets. And laugh even louder is that uh, my sub goalkeeper, Wald, uh, finally got his clean sheet, uh, first clean sheet of the season with an eight-pointer. So I think he got uh, th- uh, three save points as well. So I uh, was six points down on my goalkeeping. I'm not going to... Wald's been terrible for the whole season. I did try and talk you into that goalkeeping option, Matt, but uh, you, you turned away from it. But uh, I think... I think in the long term, I think it's probably the right move. I'm still happy enough with Pope. He was a long-term pick. It's just a shame the, the two fixtures I've had him for, uh, which were Bournemouth home and Fulham away, I was hoping for at least clean sheet one of those games. Obviously, he has not returned in both. I think the Fulham, what was it, an 88th-minute goal conceded um, was hard when they were falling up against 10 men. But anyway, we move on because I managed to get the upside of that where Kieran Trippier was um, taken off the pitch and he got a seven-pointer. So um, flip side on that, that was good. Cancelo and James failed to get the any points again. A one for Cancelo, two for James. Um, interesting, sort of probably a bit, bit more interesting, Reese James got a price increase uh, last night to 6.1 million. I, again, I'm really happy to have him, but it's history. Like the last three game weeks, 0-1-2, and he's had a price increase on that. I think there might be something said around the fixtures up to the World Cup for Reese James. Um, and he, of course, he scored in the Champions League. So I'm really happy to own him. I'd be interested to know if, whether you own him or not, Matt, and whether you're thinking of getting him in. Right, midfield, this is where um, my differentials came off. Gerard Bowen of West Ham scored. Uh, assisted and got maximum bonus in that West Ham 2-0 win. So really happy with that. James Madison, what a signing in my wild card. He had a sensational game, two goals and assist against uh, that 
pretty awful Notts, Notts Forest team at the moment. Nottingham Forest, I'm sorry, I shouldn't call them Notts. Nottingham Forest, uh, so 18-pointer. So those two players, huge differentials in the game. And I'll come on to my rank in a minute because it's, it's massively uh, had a huge impact of where I am now. Zaha, again, I got him in pretty much for this run now from game 10 up to 16, so I'm happy enough with that. No returns against um, Chelsea. Martinelli got an assist against Spurs, so again, he's ticking over nicely. Game, goal, and Mitrovic is now a problem. So, um, injury, I think there's an update from uh, Silver at 1.30 around whether, whether he may make the weekend, but... Um, yeah, overall, I'm really happy. 102 points. I made a huge increase. Uh, I wish I had a percentage. Anyway, I was at um, 808k. I've now let, what's that, about 550k. So I'm now 259954. So, yeah, massive increase in rank. Um, so, really happy with that. And it's just, been waiting for that sort of big week to happen and and it, and it has and it's two weeks after my wildcard so I'm going to sort of I think I've got one more game week to go to see whether the wildcard was a success but yeah I, I'm, I'm happy enough the one thing I suppose out of my wildcard I did take Phil Foden out uh, uh, so I've missed it's typical I've missed his well, he's now scored four goals in the time I've not got him. And obviously, missed his hat trick at the weekend. But um, but look, I've got more Bowen and Madison in there, so I think that almost covers it. And, and I've managed to move my team around, so I'm fine with that. I, I'm not a problem. Uh, and yeah, it's just one of those things. I mean, Foden before then was really ticking over; he wasn't doing much. But I think there's something to be said on Foden moving forward. I think for Frank game week, um, I think he can be a very very useful option. Right, Matt, how did you get on? Well, I, I played my wild card, so I was coming off the back of that. Um, uh, I, I think, you know, broadly the team is 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 pretty similar to yours. A few yeah. sort of differentials. I ended up with Pickford in goal, sort of late switch. I was thinking about um, Gita at Palace, but I already had, I had um, Mark Guehi, or have you pronounce it as well. So didn't quite want to double up on that defence. So I thought Pickford might be good because actually, funnily enough, Everton have the best defence in the league, although yeah. that seems... Uh, although they are in that annoying habit of conceding about one goal every game. Um, so it's not always translated into points, but um, Pickford has a, quite a nice, um, they have a couple of tricky fixtures. Um, they have Man United and Spurs um, coming up, but then they have quite a nice run through to all the rest of the there. And, and Pickford's one of those keepers that, you know, uh, often will get a lot of save points, um, even if he's not necessarily keeping keeping clean sheets. So um, I think it was fine. I, I think I missed the boat a little bit on on, on Nick Pope, really. And, and also, you know, sort of wanted to avoid too many double ups on on some of those defend some of those defenders and other bits and pieces like that. But I think that's a good choice. I think he'll come good. I think that's good. Uh, apart from that, I, I did bring Salah back in, um, which uh, you know I obviously didn't really pay off in in that game week. But I think he's you know he's probably rapidly becoming a little bit of a differential. He's only he's only owned by thirty one percent of the game, so which I think. And if you think about how many of those are probably uh, teams that maybe start the season with him in, it's that is a quite incredible ownership figure for him. I think it's probably the lowest he's been in the last three or four years. So I think I'm fine with it at the moment. Obviously, it's it's a lot easier to move him out than it is to get back to him if he does sort of start hitting a bit of form. So I wanted to bring him in now on the wild card, you know, sort of give him give him that little run sort of over the next few weeks. They do have a couple of tricky fixtures, Arsenal and City coming up over the next two, but then things sort of quiet down. But apart from that, I brought Madison in, obviously a great haul for him. Um, Zaha came in as well, Not didn't return in that Chelsea game, but was kind of had one eye really on this run of fixtures coming up for him. Really, really great run of fixtures up until 
the World Cup and beyond. And yeah, Mitrovic and Tony sort of brought those those both in. Um, yeah, didn't really return to Mitrovic now potentially injured. So we could talk about that in the upcoming section. But yeah, not too bad overall, really. 88 points. Um, uh, a smaller green arrow for me than, than for you, but still sort of moving up into the 729781 is my current position. So yeah, not too bad a game week, really. And obviously, you know, but the the Harland factor is a big is a big bit in that. But Madison, I think, is the other other differential that's doing a bit of work. Yeah, like key key things to sort of some of these results are Arsenal quite pretty comfortable win over Spurs 3 1. I felt that I don't think there was a question you asked, what what, what do we make of Spurs? Um at the moment, what we make of them is that they are hugely missing Kubizeski being some creativity moving forward. You'll get a lot of work rate from Richarlison, but you just don't get that. I suppose the creativity that Kubizeski gives. Um and also, Son, it was it was a bit of an off game for him. Uh, but I think like a one-one, we we were in the game, even though they had a lot of possession. But that's how Conte does it. He just wants to sort of soak up the pressure and hit on the break. My problem is, is there is no plan B. Uh, we have no way of dictating any game in any uh, anywhere at the moment. So it's always a little bit backs to the walls, and then just try and catch teams on the break. But uh, I mean. It sort of got away with it, but I think against better teams, more organised teams, it, it really does come to hurt us. Um, another takeaway was this Liverpool-Brighton fixture. Um, there's a certain uh, Brighton player I think we're going to cover off. I think like that that just it's a, it's a funny game that one that Liverpool was so bad uh, and should have been completely gone by half time. But yeah, just just. Um, Look, looks, looks to be good things happening at Brighton. And then lastly, the Chelsea's Palace game was um, um, was controversial. What was your take on handball? <laughs> I didn't really look into it in too much detail. I think I think he might have been slightly fouled in the build-up to it, which I think is probably what, what got him away with it. But I, I, I don't yeah. know at all. No, I, I just like Palace 1-0 up. Thiago Silva late and red card. Stopping possibly a goal-scoring opportunity. Should have gone in my book, and then obviously City absolutely battering Man United. A great game to watch. Um, I enjoyed that a lot. Right, so we move on this week. Uh, fixtures, Matt, go for it. Yeah, there's a few obviously, a few big standouts. I think the you know the Arsenal Liverpool game on on is on Sunday at four thirty. This must be the first time Arsenal have gone into this game as as favourites in in a significant number of years. I think it's going to be really interesting. You know, it's going to be a real sort of um, test for Liverpool. They obviously sort of got were able to bounce back and get a bit of a result against the fairly limited Rangers team in the Champions League um, in midweek. But I think Arsenal, you know, obviously they're they're absolutely flying at the moment. They've got a lot of confidence. Um, the Emirates is seems to be absolutely buzzing every every week. So um, I, I think it'll be really interesting. You know, the 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 Arsenal team have quite a lot of width with with players like Martinelli and um and Odegaard and Saka sort of playing in those wide positions Jesus sort of dropping and, and linking quite a lot of those those things around so you know I think much has been said about Liverpool's um slightly maligned fullbacks defensively at the moment so there could be quite a lot of joy sort of coming out of, out of that for Arsenal and I, you know I definitely wouldn't be surprised to see them get something here against against the Liverpool team that are definitely struggling for a bit of form and a, and a bit of confidence really so I think we've talked already about, you know, Arsenal have that blank game week coming up in um, game week 12, but I think I wouldn't be as worried about this Liverpool fixture as it maybe would have seemed on paper a few weeks ago. So I, I'm down to only Martinelli from a from a, a Arsenal perspective in, in fantasy football. I did move 
Jesus on um on on the wild card. But I think if you've got them, I would probably look at keeping them at certainly over these next couple of weeks, and and then maybe you can make a decision around around that game week twelve blank. But uh, you know, from a Liverpool perspective, I've got Salah in there as well. Um, you know, I think you know he's always he's always going to be dangerous. He he's on some penalties as well scored one in in the champions league um but seemed very isolated really and, and didn't really seem it's like sort of change in formation for liverpool obviously brought in that fourth attacking player so i don't know if this will be the week they'll start to click but um i think we just need to we'll just need to keep an eye on it really i, I think if you've got those players you probably just want to hold them at, at this stage but they do have a couple of tricky fixtures coming up um in that one so yeah that's the big that's the big one on on, on sunday it's a slightly odd fixture list this week there's no early kickoff on the saturday and there's a seven o'clock on sunday game with, with everton and manchester united so not quite sure what's going on there with with bt sports scheduling but um obviously the other some of the other ones that are standing out a little bit um man city at home against southampton looks on paper like it could be another absolute battering friend of the show, Hugh James, Southampton fan, is off to see the game, sitting in the city in the city hospitality box. So it could be, uh, you know, could it be a fourth home hat trick in a row for Haaland or something else crazy like that? But um, weirdly enough, Saints are a bit of a tricky team for City in in years gone past. Both games were draws last season. Um, I think Southampton won won one of the games that the Etihad had um, over the last couple of seasons as well. So um, this is obviously a slightly different proposition from a city attack but um you know it feels like the kind of game that'll either be one one all or nine nil to city i think there's gonna be much really in 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 between in 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 that one but you know i think obviously everyone most people i think at this stage should have harland and i think it's a you know it's a no-brainer obviously from a captaincy perspective but You've talked already about players like Phil Foden. Look, looks like he's really sort of um, clicking into that team at the moment. Seems to be the main man. He's obviously playing pretty much every week, and, and players like De Bruyne as well are in are in real form. It's just obviously tricky with that with the, with that fixture um, blank in in twelve for for Man City, which is you know is it is it worth necessarily bringing in some of these players for when they when they might sort of miss miss the game? And I think it depends on really how many sort of other other players you have from Arsenal as well and sort of whether you can cover some of that with the bench. But I think as a as a short-term punt over a couple of weeks, I think City, you know, any of those City players really are in that in those attacking positions could be a, a obviously a real a real um value in in this game certainly and and Liverpool game as well. Matt, remind me who didn't start in the Champions League. And am I right in thinking that was De Bruyne? I suppose that's my leading question. De Bruyne didn't start. Yeah, he came off. Well, he came on the bench, and and Haaland um, was able to be taken off at half time. Scored two goals yeah. in the first half against Copenhagen, and yeah, was was withdrawn at half time. So, um, yeah, plenty of uh, um, should be plenty did, of legs Foden, legs left. Did Foden start. Uh, Foden, I think, did start. I'd have to double check. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, just just uh, just check that. Out. Um, looks like Carl Walker's out. Uh, so your back line is going to be looking a bit different obviously you started with a back line was Ake um, was it who's the Gomez did he come on didn't he left back uh, would you expect Cancelo to move to right back now Matt and then what I mean I suppose again what what do you see the back line being moving forward Diaz got a rest um, and he played in the Champions League I think yeah, Diaz, Diaz played. So yeah, Foden also started on the bench. Um, yeah, okay. It was Mares, Grealish, Haaland, and Alvarez yeah. sort of as the attacking four. Um, yeah, so yeah, Kyle Walker uh, undergone surgery out until probably the World Cup. I think he's, he's definitely at risk for that for that World Cup place. Although I think they're hoping he'll be back in time to for that. But um, it, I think it 
in some ways it probably weakens Cancelo as an option. I think he's less effective on the right from a fantasy perspective. Um, he will probably end up playing on the right. I, I think there's going to be a, but there will be a combination of, of, of these things. So we've got this, this um, Sergio Gomez who can play at left back, even though he's a, converted number 10 or something crazy like that plays right wing for Spain but he's uh he's he's come in as a left back I think there's a bit of um I don't think they're that confident about him in some of the bigger games so I think we'll see combinations of players like Ake and Laporte can play at left back obviously Cancelo can play there Cancelo can play on the right John Stones can play right back as well so I think it will there'll be a bit of a rotating cast I saw some chatter about Gomez as an option at 4.5 million I probably wouldn't suggest going there I think it's you know, he might, he will, we will, potentially he could well start this weekend against Southampton. I'd be shocked if he started against Liverpool unless there's any other particular injury news. So um, I think I'd probably avoid trying to be too clever with trying to pick up any fullback options. But I think you could look at Ruben Diaz potentially or Laporte if they are back and sort of nail down a bit of a bit of a pairing in the in the centre of uh, centre of defence. Yeah. So, uh, and John Stone's still injured? Was he uh, for England, didn't he? He, he was injured. I think he's expected to be back shortly. Right. I'm so not sure either this week, yeah. either this week, or or maybe for the, the Liverpool game. But yeah, yeah not not long term anyway. But we do have um, we had Ake and Akanji on the bench as other sort yeah. of centre back slash full back options. So yeah. it's going to be a bit of a bit of an interesting position for the City sort of at the back. I think it's going to be a lot of a lot of rotation um, there. Probably less rotation moving forward than there has been in years right. to come. But yeah, Foden did start on the bench. I suppose the key, key thing about City, as you've mentioned, Southampton this weekend, Liverpool away and then a blank. But then after, it's Brighton at home, Leicester away, Fulham at home, Brentford at home. Three games out of four at home before the World Cup. So I suppose what I'm doing, I'm trying to tee up thinking I'm going to need three players. Do I go three attacking players and ignore the defence? Or do we need a defender and then two attackers? And... Yeah, Phil Foden is, is is looking a great option at sort of that eight point one million. I mean, it's, it's I'd like to go there. I think I think I'd want to. I'd rather go with him than than Salah across that that period. But um, it's not what to do about game week twelve when we've got the um when we've got the blank. It's uh, Salah could come in for that game against West Ham, and then you sort of got some quite nice fish, fixtures for him. He's not got Forest away. Leeds at home. Spurs away and then Southampton at home, so it's just weighing up those options in, and maybe like the pricing is pretty close now between them as well. So it isn't just a sort of a money thing anymore. It's really what, what we're going to get out of it, right? Oh, I yeah, I mean the other couple of fixtures just to note. Um, I felt Chelsea Wolves. I think this could be the time we'll start to see Chelsea kick on. Wolves new manager. I've been the last couple at least. I don't think there's anyone else in at the moment. I think they'll be. Back to the Wolves until they get a new manager in. Um, I always talk about new manager bounce, but I just don't think it's going to be there for Wolves. I think they're just a little bit um, but inept of anything at the moment. I think Chelsea could take full advantage there. Bournemouth Leicester is an interesting one, only from, I suppose, a Leicester perspective. Uh, got that win over Nottingham Forest and imagine looking to kick on against Bournemouth to try and get a second uh, a straight win. Bournemouth haven't. I don't think they've. I think they've been unbeaten there in five, uh, but many draws in that, and looking to be quite defensive minded, so looking to do that. And um, I suppose Brighton Spurs um, don't expect a Spurs clean sheet. I think anyone with sort of Perisic, uh, I mean Emerson Royal is now suspended. Um, interesting comments from Conte saying he doesn't trust Doherty at all, and 
we might lose with him. I mean, that, that bizarre comments there. So I'm not sure who's going to come in at right back. Really don't know where he cannot play Perisic back out there and put Session left back. That, that we just got absolutely found out against Leicester. And this is a very, very good Brighton team. So I think Brighton will certainly score goals there. It's whether Spurs can score more, but I think are form, I would say Brighton are favourites here. I just don't see how Spurs can uh, get much out of that game. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm a little bit worried uh, from a Spurs perspective. But yeah, no clean sheets. Um, Son not in great form, and I, I, I'm sure, I don't think Lozeski's going to make a make a return this weekend. So Trossard, Trossard could be um, a very good option moving forward. Uh, right, Matt, we move on. I mean, Captain sees. <laughs> Next, move on. Oh, it's Harland, obviously, oh, not. Like just just put it on Haaland, don't get stung. Uh, he's going to be so highly captain this week. I, I think last week there was a was there an EO about was it eighty five percent? It was it was high, but high. not as high as it will, yeah. as it has been for some some of these players. It's, but yeah, that's just going to keep growing. So like, look, Haaland at home, Southampton. I think just don't look anywhere else. I think I think he will get the goal. It's not three, four, five. <laughs> Who knows? He's uh, he's, he's an incredible, incredible uh, player that I really, I don't think I've seen him ever before. So uh, amazing stuff there. Um, what about team transfers, Matt? Um, what, what you? I mean, I suppose yeah, Mitrovic is a problem, isn't he? Yeah. So obviously coming off the wild card this week. So obviously, I, I, you know, I've, I've been looking at these fixtures and and. Um, on paper, obviously, it's a team. I think I don't need to make any transfers at, at the moment. We're sort of recording this around lunchtime on on Friday. We haven't heard anything from about Mitrovic um, whether he's going to be sort of out longer term. Um, I suspect I'm probably just going to hold him because he has a really nice run of fixtures. Unless we hear he's out for you know a month or something like that. But West Ham this week, Bournemouth, Aston Villa, Leeds, Everton. That's a really really nice sort of run of fixtures for for Mitrovic. So it might just be that even if he is out this week, I bench him for for one of the defenders I've got. Um, uh, it sort of could could come in for this week and hopefully Mitrovic is back. If he is sort of out longer term, um, potentially it's a it's a transfer out but there just aren't a lot of options at that sort of price range i don't know i don't think isaac is back just yet but um uh there's a few sort of other other people maybe could obviously lots to talk about solanke you could sort of move some some cash around there but i think really it's just a for me it's it i need to sort of wait and see the the press conference but just really hoping that if he is out, he's only out sort of short term, maybe for one, maybe even for two weeks, it might be worth a hold if he can play in that game week 12, really. That's the one that that's the one that you need. Cause I've got at the moment I've got three players between Arsenal and City. So at the moment I can get everyone back up onto the uh back out onto the pitch at, you know, with the with a with somewhat close to a full eleven um with without any other transfers. But yeah, he's probably the only only other one for me. Uh, unlikely to need to do anything else um, over the next couple of weeks, hopefully with with this uh, with this team off the back of the wild card. But what about yourself, Ryan? Any similar position, I suppose? Um, yeah, yeah. I think I think if Mitrovic isn't fit, I might just go Andreas Pereira. Um, yeah, I think I think I'll do that. I don't think I want to do it. I, I, I've got two two free transfers, so I need to do something. I think my weakness at the moment in my team is Ryan Sessegnon, and I knew that because. The one game week, and I just thought he could just be bench bench player. Um, and Neko Williams, looking at game week 12, yeah, I've got three players Martinelli, Cancelo, and Haaland that aren't going to play in game week 12. So I want to try and get obviously a full 11 out for that, but 
I am thinking of moving Cancelo out, possibly Alexander Arnold for game as well. So that would only leave me with two transfers or two players I'd need to bring in. And I think I'm I think it's either Rose Sessignon or Neca Williams will move out for one of those pretty handy 4.5 midfielders and um, defenders. I think probably takes us nicely onto sort of differentials where I'm looking at Everton defenders, which which I think you mentioned, Matt, um, the best defensive record at the moment in the Premier League. Um, as Colonel Cody is probably the outstanding player um, from that Everton defence, but I didn't realise how expensive he was. And is 4.9 million expensive for Everton defender? I think it is. I think that perfect scenario would have been as Patterson would have stayed fit. I would have been able to just switch it over Neko Williams for that Patterson. Um, I think Patterson is going to be out for a while. I don't think he's expected to return. Actually, I'm looking at this 29th of October, so I think yeah, it's still a way off. Um, so other other options in is Tarkowski, 4.4 million. I think that's not a bad price. Um, he's obviously cheaper than uh, Sessignon, so um, as unfortunate, I can't get to um, Neko Williams to 0.3 in the bank. Uh, oh, I can get there, can't I? Uh, so I could get Tarkowski in for uh, Neko Williams. Um, so that that could do that, and then Everton's fixture in game week 12. Is Newcastle away? It's not great, but I think I think that's something I'd be looking at. Um, I think you could also look at Palace defenders as well. Like yeah, Mark, yeah. Mark Gray here, four point three yeah. million. I think is a really nice price for a lot of people. Um, you know, particularly um, just with those fixtures, they have they haven't been fantastic at the back, but they've played Arsenal, Liverpool, City, and Chelsea in that sort of run of fixtures. So um, I think kind of take those numbers with a slight pinch of salt and re- and hopefully just sort of look at the fixtures moving forward as well. I think that could be really tasty. There. Yeah, I think, I think, and that fixture in 12 is a fixture you'd think, I want to play. They're playing Wolves at home. Obviously, we don't know what Wolves are going to, those managers are going to come in, etc. But I think he's, uh, it's that's a fixture where you'd be happy enough to play those players. Um, so Everton, Palace, definitely players I'm looking um, to get in. Alongside that, Fana was someone else on my list because he was cheap, but he's been ruled out for four weeks um, with a sprained knee. Um, I've never heard of that one, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, a sprained knee. Um, in addition to that, I'm really intrigued by Brian. Now, I don't often get clean sheets, but there's a player, Webster, at the back. If this new manager, is it Zerby? Deserve. If he's encouraging his defenders to play out from the back, pass out from the back, Adam Webster, um, I mean, like huge differential, he's only 0.6% owned in the game, 4.5 million, could start to pick up quite a lot of bonus points. Now, if they could get clean sheets alongside this, um, he's a good option. Game with 12, not the forest at home. I think I'm just targeting that, like covering that thing. So their fixtures really are up to the World Cup, aren't bad at all. Uh, one glaring, the obvious um, fixture of Man City away, but would expect him to play in that game. Um, and then I suppose alongside him is that Estupinan, which uh, I'm probably going to pronounce wrong again, but he did start a Liverpool thing, got seven five minutes, but um, yeah, could be a better option because he's a could be a bit further forward. Um, so yeah, just. Brighton, Palace, Everton, they're the, thing, the sort of players I'm looking at. Um, that, that's that's where I'm, I'm going at. And what about yourself? You probably, as you said, you're just going to pretty much roll and then go again, we're closer to 12, yeah? 
Yeah, I think obviously, unless we hear anything else about Mitrovic, probably a role to get that, to get two yeah. transfers. I'm definitely keeping an eye on a couple of the Chelsea options as well. I think Sterling and Aubameyang um, could be worth looking at. They're, they're both sort of slightly tricky prices to get to. Yes, and um, uh, so I'm, I think it would it would probably only be coinciding with a downgrade for Salah. But at that point, I think obviously someone like De Bruyne comes into the, into the conversation. But nice run of fixtures up until the World Cup. Wolves, Villa, Brentford, United, Bournemouth, Arsenal, Newcastle. So not, not too much, um, too much sort of particularly challenging there. And, and those two seem to be, seem to be the ones that are most likely to, to get those goals under new man, Graham Potter. So um, a bit of a watching brief really for, for, for that. I'm happy with Reese James for now at the, at the back, but um, yeah, definitely sort of some, some things to think about there. And um yeah, but yeah, I think the irritating price points are both them Sterling at 10 and, and Aubameyang at 9 million, which I think is too high for Aubameyang. But um, it, yeah, so it would, would involve a bit of a team team reshuffle. Um, but yeah, definitely sort of keeping an eye on them as a, as potentials, differentials. Yeah, Trossard so, uh, mentioned before, 6.7 million, only 9.8% owned to the game, looking a very good option for Ryan. Seven, it's a little bit tricky. We've all gone Zaha. I wonder if he is, he is another option or possibly a better option, Zaha. The fixtures suggest Zaha, but I don't think we should rule out Trossard. I'm thinking um, maybe for 12, I might even lose Mitrovic down to a cheapy forward and then bringing in Trossard for um, Andreas Pereira. I'm thinking of doing that if I can get enough money out of that move. Um, I think that could be a good one again. Brighton in 12, a forest at home. And if they continue playing exciting football, that is someone to keep an eye on. Um, Almiron, we didn't mention Newcastle's Almiron, and there's another Newcastle player as well. Almiron, 5.1 million, 4.1% owned. Um, <laughs> he's never really done it in the past. I mean, that goal against Fulham was just sensational. Uh, I think he's a washing brief, really. I think, and also, is he not in there because of a couple of injuries, like with um, obviously Isaac out as well as uh, Maximum? So, could he retain his place? But an exciting option. Um, and lastly, yeah, the other Newcastle player is Callum Wilson. Um, if we're all sort of around his Mitrovic price point, Callum Wilson's seven million, and um, you know what he does when he's fit, he scores. Um, and yeah, I think he's always, always a good option. So watch and. And uh, watching brief there, um, yeah. Anything else, Matt? At all? No, I think that's a that's a pretty good sort of roundup of, of most of the players that I think uh, I'm keeping my eye on, keeping sort of un- under consideration. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, as I said, personally, sort of coming off the back of the wild card, I'm hopefully going to be set for a few weeks, barring any sort of major injuries or or particular um, crisis of 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 form. But um, yeah, I think definitely a few sort of players that are worth thinking about. And if you do have that. If you do have that first wild card remaining, remember you need to use it up before um, uh, before game week sixteen, which is the game week for the World Cup, where you'll get another unlimited batch of transfers. So, um, one thing you could consider, obviously, you do have that is is sort of think about um, you know doing something around game week twelve. So either um, either sort of transferring out a bunch of City or Arsenal players in that over the next couple of game weeks to to um, give yourself a much better team in twelve, and then sort of wild carding them all back in. But you do obviously need to watch out for. Um, value particularly as someone like Harland if starting at 11.5 million he's now up to 12.2 mm-hmm. so yeah. uh yeah you'd have lost you'd lose a lot of value if you if you did but you know someone like Cancelo Martinelli these guys have all gone up in price as well but um I think you know as Ryan's mentioned there are question marks about 
maybe some of the long-term um, sustainability of someone like Can- Cancelo, seven point, uh, seven point two million, I think he is now. Yes. But um, yeah, not still returning a lot. You know, I think he's the second highest scoring defender in the in the game. So maybe not not the end of the world, but um, maybe not consistently hitting the heights is quite needs to be quite streaky as points are 7 11 0 1 12 2 9 1 so it's a bit of sort of feast or famine with him but i think i definitely want him in the team for that run after the game week 12 blank up until up until 12 yeah yeah that's why i feel trent has a i mean can liverpool get any worse or do they just stay where they're at i just feel that trent has a higher ceiling so my, my logic to think Cancelo over to Trent, I feel Trent can get more points over that period than Cancelo. Um, it could be a gamble, um, but yeah, maybe there's another way into Man City defence if, if someone emerges um, out, of, out of what we spoke about at the start of the, uh, start of the recording. Um, good stuff, Matt. Yeah, I think that's, that's going to do it for us this week. So yeah, it's a slightly unusual deadline. Um, so it's a... Uh, 1.30 deadline um, on Saturday because there's no early kickoffs, so three o'clock kickoffs um, there. So um, get a little bit more time to tinker if you are um, if you are still making some moves. But that is going to do it for us this week. Um, oh, Ryan, you got one more Yeah, thing no, no, just one thing. I mentioned to another uh, avid listener, Jim Bowes, who went to the top of our work league. Uh, I think that might be the first time in his history. So I wanted to give him a shout out because, yeah, he's uh, in, in sort of probably maybe his fourth, fifth season. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he feels that he's in a good good place. And he has suggested after the World Cup, if he's still in this position, he will come onto the pod and uh, give us his insights. He feels more of an engaged manager these days. So, yeah, I just want to give a mention at the gym, man. We're looking, yeah. looking really good. Absolutely. It's very tight at the top of that of that, of that work league. Lots of... Uh... Lots of people sort of still sort of in the mix. Uh, not me at the moment. I am sort of a little bit off the pace. I think I'm down in sixth. So you know, recovering from a slower start, but um, plenty of plenty of ground left to make up. But that is going to do it for us this week. Um, thank you very much. So that's game week ten coming up. We'll be back next week to look ahead at game week eleven um, as we as we rapidly approach that that World Cup break and yeah, all the additional complexities that all that'll bring with with unlimited transfers but thank you very much for listening it's very uh yeah we'll speak to you next week so from myself and from ryan goodbye and best of luck good luck all